Hi, I'm Sage Schaefer, and this is the Sage Advice Podcast, and I'm really excited for this episode. I've had a person on that I've been wanting on since I've started started prepping to revamp the Sage Advice Podcast. I have Mikey on today. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And Mikey, I'm very excited to have you on, because unlike my other guests, you lived in the 80s. (laughs) You were alive in the 80s. (laughs) You were alive in the 80s. So what we talk about is, I think that's what I like about having you on, is that we could talk about the 90s and 80s, and you know exactly because you weren't just like a child, you were... Well, you- Sage, <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> yeah, I definitely lived the 80s, but I was, I, I was, you know, I was pretty young in the 80s. Yeah. I was, I, I think even pre-teens in the 80s. And then 90s was my, you know, my teen years. So our topic, which you're going to introduce here momentarily, I'll be able to expand on that yeah. in a minute. So I'm very excited because you're not like all of us that we have on in the show. No offense. <laughs> but No offense, my further guests, but you were the person. You were the age. Well, I was like five in the 90s, and I did like four 90s episodes recently. Right. And it's like, I'm like... Well, I don't barely know a little bit. You know all of it. I'm a fan of Sage Sage Advice, so I'm excited to be here too. Yeah. So yeah, good. I'm happy you're a fan. Cool. Future T-shirts coming your way. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to fund the T-shirts, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's get into the subject. I'm excited for this subject because I don't. I only know the parts of like the guys being oiled up and like <laughs> throwing each other on the ground. Yes. <laughs> 80s wrestling. Wrestling, right. Well, wrestling. Re- wrestling, or, or uh, as I've explained. Oh, that's right. I pronounced it wrong. In the pe- that's right. It's it's wrestling with an A. That's what your professional wrestling is, is what I at least knew it as. So if you say wrestling, they would say, no, that's wrong. It's wrestling. Yes. And I think that's kind of a actual, you know, professional. Amongst the wrestlers is what they say. So Yeah. It's in the Google it. That's right. It's the actual. It, did you Google it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got tons of Google all around us. I'm yeah. sure we can Google it somehow, some yeah. way. Well, we got a producer here too. Maybe the producer can help <laughs> us out and Google things every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah. So sage advice, wrestling, not wrestling. Right, right. Yes. Right. That's our sage advice for the the rest of it. Great. Fantastic. We're done. Good night. Good night, everybody. Yeah, Yeah, we're doing it early. Wrestling. Get off my lawn. So it's specifically 80s to early 90s you requested, and I requested too. Yeah, well, that's what what I grew up with. See, I got to say right now, I'm an original Hulkamaniac, and you mentioned t-shirts earlier, and I'll tell you, I was telling you off the air that I have an original Hulkamania t-shirt that I bought at one of the wrestling events when I'd go see Hulk Hogan because of course when Hulk Hogan was at the height of his career you would you know he would tour everywhere and you would be able to go see him I'd see him in Fresno and in Sacramento and places like that it was just but it was like just the event to see the Hulkster so anyways at one of these events you know I got a t-shirt a Hulkamania t-shirt I got a Macho Man shirt um, I think I even got a Junkyard Dog shirt but the only shirt that I still have to this day is that Hulkamania shirt oh that's right I have yeah. to reveal something to you and I think you're gonna like it oh I'm ready to see it what is okay. it okay alright here we go Oh, that is rocking. A Hulkamania shirt. I believe it says Hulkamania on the back. It says absolutely nothing (laughs) on the back. Whatever. But yes, here it is. It says Hulkamania on the front. That is cool. Where where did you get that? That's cool. I got it. uh, You could go ahead and sponsor me, Sears. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, one thing I did notice with my okay. well, my keen keen sense of of eye eye ship here with that what keen ship eye ship. Never mind. <laughs> uh, you're, the, it's a WWE, so I'm, I guess that's 
the something they released currently, I guess, yes. or after. Because I don't know what year the WWF changed to WWE, but do you know that story at all? Oh, not yet. Angel's no. probably going to know about yeah. that. He's going to be on in a couple weeks to talk about SmackDown versus Raw after the 90s. Right, right. Well, well ju- I'm talking about when they changed from the WWF to the yeah. WWE. You, do you know that story? Oh, I know that story, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. Do, what do you know about that story? I know that it was... Uh, Worldwide Wrestling Entertainment now. Now it's entertainment, right? Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. or uh, World Wrestling Entertainment is what it is now. Yeah, that's what, how I know it. And right. then F was like something totally different. World Wrestling Federation is what yeah. it was. That's, see, that's the 80s. And, yeah. and I think that's why I'm trying to remember exactly at what point. But I want to say sometime in the 90s. Because do you know why that happened, though? Do, do you... Because of PETA. No, I'm just kidding. Why was well, it? it was... Why did we take the F instead of the... Well, the, it's the... the uh, World, the what does the WWF stand for? It's it's something with the uh, wildlife wildlife foundation or something like that. Yeah. yeah, they were the they were had WWF before. Yeah, so they sued them, and I don't know why it took them that long, that many years, but I guess it WWF probably came so big eventually that they mm-hmm. said, well, wait a minute, we don't want no confusion in the brands yeah. or something. I don't know, but it was pretty cool to see how they went from the WWF. And everybody knew him as a WWF, and then they changed to the WWE, and pretty much just made it even stronger of a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that was cool. I mean, that, to kind of watch that evolution of wrestling happen. Um, but see, for me, like I said, the majority of the wrestling that I that I was in love with it was the, the Hulkamania era, and some of the well, how can I say some of the most emotional times in my life happened watching Hulk Hogan because I was mm-hmm. such a big Hulk Hogan fan and any Hulkamaniac out, Hulkamaniac out there listening right now will agree with me that any time the Hulkster wrestled it was a, an event it was huge because they would have I don't know if they still do uh, Saturday Night Main Events or not but at one point in time they would they were doing Saturday Night Main Events and I remember being a young kid and staying up and they would start at like 11, 11.30 at night and they'd be once uh, they would they would play in, in replace of Saturday Night Live and I remember you'd have to I'd have to stay up till like 11.30 and most of the time I'd oh fall it used asleep. to be on NBC yeah it was oh, wow. like it it's was, not even on NBC anymore yeah right yeah yeah it was prime time back then and you know it was it was awesome it was a big thing and that's when Hulk Hogan would wrestle we're doing these big events like this and uh yeah, so I remember staying up watching those matches, and, and one of the, the one of the craziest matches I remember, like one of the emotional, uh, most emotional matches I can remember watching. And the funniest thing, actually, it wasn't a Saturday night, it wasn't a Friday night's main event, or I'm sorry, it wasn't a Saturday night's main event. It was on a Friday, and it was just called the main event. They changed it, and this was Hulk Hogan wrestling Andre the Giant with the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. And Virgil, who was Ted DiBiase's right hand man, they the, uh, it, it was actually Andre the Giant wrestling, but uh, Ted DiBiase and Virgil were in uh, Andre the Giant's corner. And long story short, Hulk Hogan very rarely lost, especially during this period in time in his career. And he had just got done beating Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three Pontiac Silverdome, which was sold out, one of the largest events ever in WWF at the time history. And one of the biggest matches ever, which is kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a boring match to watch. I hate to say that, but it wasn't like an exciting match like how people are flying around the ring today. Andre the Giant was older. He was already sick. He was, you know, you know, months away from passing away. I think it wasn't that long after that that he passed away. And, you know, Hulk Hogan was never really known for being somebody who was uh, mobile or agile in the ring. And he wasn't some, a lot of people that are really into wrestling 
don't really like Hulk Hogan a lot, but that's what I'm saying from my perspective as a fan of wrestling. Hulk Hogan was everything, you know. He was, and, and Hulk Hogan carried the WWF and WWE, but mainly WWF era, you know, up into and through the 90s until he really started falling off. In my opinion, it changed when Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan. And when, oh, I know who Ultimate Warrior yeah, is. Yeah, that broke my heart too. But to finish the first story, because i got to get back to that real quick, just put a cap, a period on that. Long story short, Hulk Hogan was wrestling Andre the Giant, and the referees ended up getting paid off. And there were twin referees, and it, it was just a shamble. And it was, it, it was just a whole bunch of just, yeah, I wasn't happy with it. Hulk Hogan <laughs> lost his belt. That's how they transferred the belt over. And then Andre the Giant... Gave it to the Million Dollar Man because the Million Dollar Man was the Million Dollar Man. He bought everything. So he ended up buying the World Championship and Hogan lost it. And I can't remember the sequence of events from that point on. If it were the ultimate, I think the Ultimate Warrior match was, it, uh, might have been before or after that. But they kept trying to hand the belt off, but Hogan was so big that they couldn't find a replacement to replace him. That would be a draw like Hulk Hogan was until the Ultimate Warrior came around. But the Ultimate Warrior, they say, was kind of hard to work with, and that's why on a professional level. I could be wrong. I'm just some guy that watched wrestling, but that's yes. what I hear, you know, that, that he was. But uh, people loved Ultimate Warrior. I mean, I was a Hulk Hogan fan, though. So when Ultimate Warrior beat him fair and square in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, it broke my heart. I was like, no, you, could, you did not let the Hulkster lose, fairly at least. Yes. But, Classic stuff there. there classic. Little classic story for you. And that all stemmed from a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel really bad but now that I hear this like cute, like touching story. The only reason I bought this shirt was uh after the porn scandal that he recently had, I was That's like, right, you know Hulkster. what? It would be so funny to wear a Hulk Hogan shirt. I know nothing about wrestling, right. but I do know he released right. a porn and had like a really bad reality show. But see, and there you go. <laughs> That's the aftermath of the wrestling that I remember, and I used to be a Hulkamaniac. But then there became, you know, the the Hogan Knows Best reality TV show, which, you know, any kind of reality TV show is going to change the world's perception of you but see Hulk Hogan was no longer Hulk Hogan at that time you know I mean he was still recognized by wrestling fans and by the world because I mean you know he's a recognizable symbol recognizable guy you know but I don't think he was at the he, he wasn't nowhere near at the peak of his career so these people people do these things to to you know to get the attention and exposure and you know, I think I don't whether it was good or bad. I don't know. It's not for me to say, but I mean, you know, it definitely it brought a different Hulk Hogan into the into yeah. the light. I think it wasn't no longer you know a Hulkamaniac looking up say your say your prayers, eat your vitamins. It was the Hulkster <laughs> that was doing you know whatever the Hulkster was doing. You know, the, you, okay. To sum up the reality show for those of you who haven't watched it, it was like. Him getting spray tans and his wife getting spray tans and then like him always having a matching bandana with a matching rip away tank top, like a ninety nine cent tank top. That's the holster. Yeah. And 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 like some crazy glasses. Like covered his whole face. And then you could see the lines where he got the spray tan as right. well. So yeah. that was the whole reality yeah. show. Hul- Hulkster <laughs> was always known for being tan, and that's for sure. I mean, he, he, and, and oiled up as you started the yeah. show off. He would be well oiled up. Um, 
but you know, I guess that's the holster. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, you know, he had to he had to still be the holster, but it was just uh, you know, in a different perspective. You know, his family was you know exposed. I you know I couldn't watch it. It was like you know, but that's just not my thing. You know, but yes. you know, I I just you know I try to remember the <laughs> the whole Kogan versus Andre the Giant in the Pontiac Silverdome, or even farther back than that. I remember seeing when Hulk Hogan actually won the championship off the Iron Sheik and that was a cool match to see so if you guys Google that or YouTube that or something that's a cool match to see when Hulk Hogan actually won the belt and started the whole Comaniac run yes so and it was a long run too by the way I can't remember how many years but it was it was several years that Hulk Hogan he ran with it strong too and it was it was just no contenders I mean everybody would have to you know it was like yeah there would be nobody taking the belt from Hogan it was like he was the man Vince He's McMahon. the man. Well, Vince McMahon was making a lot of money off of him, so why would he not? You know, yeah. I mean, do you know who Vince McMahon is? Oh right? yeah. yeah, he's like the owner. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's, he's the, owner. the owner. And now at this point in time, I'm I'm interested in hearing what what uh, your other guests that talk about the current wrestling state oh, of wrestling now to find out what's going on because I you know I, I bend my ear on it a little bit here and there, but it's go everything's so new and so crazy and it's so fast. They got these different branches of WWE now, and I just don't I can't keep up with I it no more. Yeah, so I don't even know. Yeah, it's tough, but. You know, God, there's guys out there that watch it and know. So I don't know where Vince McMahon falls into that. From what I understood, last I uh, heard, I thought Vince was trying to move himself out of the picture and move his son and daughter more into the mainframe. Yeah, that's what I read yeah. about, actually, like in the business part right, of the it. Right, the business side yeah. of it. You know, which, you know, it makes sense. I mean, you know, Vince McMahon can basically do whatever he wants, but, you know, he's he's a wrestling guy, so I imagine he'll probably still do something with it with them and he'll occasionally drop in. Eventually, it'll get to that point, maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll stick around until, you know, he can't. Yeah. I don't do anything anymore, but, but you know, yeah. Yes. So next Wednesday, Angel Ortiz will be on to pick up right at where we're going to leave off today. And we're probably going to leave off in late to early 90s, depending on where we lean. Yeah, I would say, you know, for me personally, from my perspective, I'd say mid-90s is really like yeah. right around where I stopped, where I lost. And yeah. I, would, I would check back in with the wrestling throughout oh, yes. the years. Um, you know, but you know, yeah, just thing you get older and your interests change and you start, you know, your attention gets divided into other places and stuff. So I just didn't watch wrestling, but I would always come back to wrestling and like the attitude era with, with the rock and stone cold. That's I what loved, I remember. Yeah, I, I like loved, that. I love that, that, that was a fun era to watch in the WWE. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, some of that was modeled off the, the, uh, w, uh, WCW. Uh, or not WCW, I'm sorry, but the ECW. Yeah, that's you know? what I remember is ECW. Yeah, ECW was, was, well, what it was, it was extreme, you know, it was extreme wrestling. It was, you know, yeah, the bloody side of wrestling, the uh, wrestlers that would basically put them, to put themselves in harm's way to entertain a crowd. Where <laughs> yes. it was a lot less um, mainstream in regards to like the public being aware of this existing i guess so they you know they were always able to get away with that a little bit more it was like backyard wrestling to me like uh, but in a i don't know in a i don't want to say controlled environment because these guys would get crazy and these guys would get into you know crazy physical brawls inside the audience a lot of times i mean just it wasn't it was that kind of intimacy at these wrestling shows but these guys were really bashing each other's brains out i like and, that and, and yeah well a lot of people like that <laughs> i like that you know, a lot a lot of people liked it a lot you know what i mean <laughs> yes. you know, 
So that's why that's why it, it had such you know uh, popularity, and that's why you know eventually it got gobbled up inside of that WWE monster, and it became that. And Paul Heyman, who was originally the uh, at least he was one of them. I thought he might even be the the main guy that that for ECW. And he ended up going and working. I think he still does for Vince McMahon at WWE somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Uh, I think he's w- with uh, Brock Lesnar. If Brock Lesnar is even still wrestling, uh, he might be doing the Uf- uh, UFC stuff right now. I don't know yeah, where he's, I feel I don't like know I where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he can do whatever he wants, though, obviously. <laughs> yeah. He's huge and He laid down. Bit. Yeah, he yeah. laid it down. That's what I remember, because that's all I remember is the ECW and... Like chairs getting pulling chairs from the audience. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. I like that. And yeah. then I remember I watched like SmackDown versus Raw, and I went, "This isn't yeah. what I remember." I like yeah. it when they like come out, and this one guy crushed beer cans over his head. Yeah. Then he dumps it on ladies in bikinis. Yeah. Like just the ratchet realm of wrestling, and I appreciated that. Well, you know, there's something to be said about grittiness and wrestling. Yes. And I think people and 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 me being a wrestling fan. I do appreciate that, and it's fun, and that's why I'm saying I don't know what wrestling has evolved into now. I don't even there's, know. There's yeah. so many, there's so many branches to it. It seems like that, you know, it, I can't focus on one thing, or I can't fall in love with one thing and be like and get behind something. I don't feel like I really can. Maybe you can. Maybe kids out there can. You know, like I said, I came up in the '80s and '90s, and I was that's when I was a kid. So it was a lot. Wrestling was presented a lot slower. It was given to given to us a lot slower, and the stars were. They seemed more like stars to me, like, like you know, names like Hulk Hogan and Randy Macho Man Savage and Macho Man, Randy Macho Man Savage. I mean, come on. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, the guy had everything unique about him, and he was just like wired all the time. You know what I mean? And then you had, you know, somebody like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which who you know him and Macho Man have some of the most classic matches you know ever recorded. You know, well, some will say. I mean, that's arguable. I guess there's some great matches in WWF and E history, but. That, that, there's that, that the great intercontinental match they had, you know. What I mean, that's always one. And then they had the match where uh, where Macho Man uh, uh, dropped the the. It wasn't even a match, I don't think. Macho Man came out and attacked Steamboat and tore up his his vocal cords, and that was a big deal. <laughs> so at the time, it was a big deal. You know yeah, what I mean? and that's what I'm saying. It was just something. Even though we we at, in the 80s and 90s, there was a, either a sense or we knew that it was fake. It was still. There was still something about it that was still real enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and maybe the fact that they do, you know, hurt each other, and it's a it's a real contact thing that the, it's happening in the ring. Maybe that is what was so believable. And again, like I said, now you know it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't. You know. Yeah, I think I know. I just. Hulk Hogan's reality show earlier, but it's true. Like the physical contact. What you talking about, brother? <laughs> the physical contact is real. But the For sure. but the rest of it is a show. Well, I think I see. To me, from what I understand, and this is just my own personal perspective on it, but I see that I think it's it's how each wrestler is and who, how they how they wrestle. Like exactly. if you watch Hulk Hogan, um, you know he is very he's not. Especially now that he's older, but even if you watch him when he was younger, he wasn't real like nimble and like the the his wrestling moves were pretty, you know, I don't know, just like lock with somebody, 
over strength and power him, throw him off the ropes, kick him, leg drop was his move kind of thing. You know, whereas to now you got wrestlers who are super agile and super quick and they're, you know what I mean? You can't imagine somebody slow like that really, you know. Yeah. I mean, unless they, you know, I guess they can get their hands on him and, and, and hurt somebody that was smaller and quicker. But I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem like it, it wouldn't be fun and fair to watch in real life for long, I don't think. You know yeah. I mean? it, it, you know, but, it, you know, in the world of wrestling, you know, it's gonna be fun to watch you know what yeah I mean? so but that's what i'm saying so i don't know it's yeah do you think you liked wrestling due to the <laughs> physicalness of it or due to the fact of the the show they put on the act oh uh, it was act. The, it was everything everything it, it was everything but i mean it was definitely for sure the show it was the that's what i like it, it was it. being able to it was like watching a rock star i mean like being a kid and these these you know, they made cartoons after Hulk Hogan and had these characters in there. They made uh, that's when they first in the eighties, mid eighties. I think it was when they first started coming out with the with these action figures. And again, names like Jimmy Superfly, Snooka, you know, King Kong, Bundy. You know, I mean, how can you not see these guys and be like, oh? And these guys were big. You know, what I mean, yeah. these guys were big guys that were coming out, and you're seeing them in the center of this arena and these people you hear the the just being in an arena and and like you say it was more gritty back then so it was like you know i don't know it's kind of hard to describe it had its own feeling its own life you know what i mean and then these guys would come out and then all of a sudden boo you know king kong bunny would come out with bobby the brain heenan and bobby the brain heenan would have this glittery jacket on like oh my gosh i just seen that on superstars of wrestling you know what i mean last weekend and here they are so yeah definitely wrestling had this just definite superstar appeal in that sense even though the world, I don't think yet, was seeing wrestlers as superstars like they do now. Yeah. But, you know, I think they still recognize them as being, you know, they're popular figures in society for sure. And yeah. so as a kid growing up and get, and being into that, yeah, it was like seeing, uh, yeah, it's like seeing, I don't know, who's famous today. Uh, John Cena, he's in like everything now. John Cena, yeah. If you so, want a muscly guy, like they call John Cena. Yeah, now. yeah. No, I know what John Cena is for yeah. sure. John Cena was like, uh, he was supposed to be, I don't know if he ever made it to be, but he was kind of like the Hulk Hogan of the, of after the Hulk Hogan era kind of yeah. like, right? But he never, to me, grasped me he never drew me in he didn't have the personality but but, i mean he's cool though i mean he's he's got his own thing going on for sure you know i just don't think he was able to carry the torch of hulk hogan i think one thing about cena i noticed when he talks a lot about wrestling and maybe he's just putting up a front i don't know but he he always seems like he's got a lot of respect for the for wrestling in 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 general so i think that's you know i think that's why he's gotten not just that i mean the guy's talented i'm saying i think that's part why partly why he's gone so far in his career and he's been so important to the to the WWE and McMahon's, Vince McMahon's used him so much. Yeah. So, other than the F turning into an E, what do you think makes it most distinct of that era from 80s to 90s? What makes it distinct compared to what you see now? Um, um, uh, kind of, I, I, I kind of almost want to answer it with kind of the same same way I answered in the past. It's just that, you know, things are so fast moving now. It's like it's hard to lock into something. And there is no, I don't know what it was about Hulk Hogan and the Macho Mans and the Mr. Wonderfuls and all them guys. And it could have just been the time that I, the age I was. And, and, you know, maybe the kids now are seeing these stars and seeing them the same way I've seen those guys. But they're just, it, it just, you know, it... it you know, uh, uh, well, I say that, but then again, The Rock was different, and Stone Cold was different, and I still thought I still had a lot of you know uh, had a lot of fun watching that that era of wrestling. You know, so you know maybe the writing, maybe maybe it could be the writing, and and you know I know they changed that now. I think they have like a lot of professional writers and 
you know, it's a lot different than, than I think it would be, you know, it used to be uh, back in those, in the earlier days, 80s and even the 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. So that could be something that has a lot to do with it is the writing and, you know, maybe it's there's just too much going on, maybe, you know. Yeah. So usually we're getting towards the end of the show and towards the end of the show I have a movie suggestion and a book suggestion. Okay. But this is a lot different. We're talking about wrestlers that a lot, a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of my viewers, only know the surface level of it. So for this segment, suggest uh, wrestlers for people to YouTube check out, like or documentaries. You were talking about some documentaries during the pre-interviews. Yeah, I'll I'll throw out uh, Behind the Mat. It's probably really famous. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. But if there's by chance there's some people out there that haven't seen that and they have you know interest in what it's like behind the scene wrestling. I think that would be an awesome, awesome one to watch. Or watch it again if you've already watched yeah. it. It's, it's worth watching again. It's a cool, it's a cool documentary. Also, um, I can't remember the exact name of it right now, though. It's on Netflix. It's uh, about Jake the Snake Roberts and kind of his struggle with. Uh, I don't know if you know who Jake the Snake Roberts is. Do you? No, but I know it's a, there's a Netflix. There is it. It's on. It is yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it. yeah, it's uh, Jake the Snake. Really quick, he was a, a really famous bad guy and he had a famous move called the DDT and he would uh, of course was famous for bringing in a, a python into the ring and throwing it on his opponents after no. he had DDT them and knocked them out and he would scare opponents and stuff like that so he and he was really he was he was really uh, respected in the industry I guess and a really respected bad guy but he ended up having a real bad drug problem and stuff like that and this is kind of his fight back uh, story I guess and, and it's a real good story so that one I would say for movies uh, as far as wrestlers to, to YouTube and check out Jimmy Superfly Snooker for sure anything with Bobby the Brain Heenan I know he's a manager but I mean wrestling would not be the same if it wasn't for Bobby the Brain Heenan he's in horrible shape I don't even know if he's still with us I think, I think he is but he's not doing too well health wise from what I understand last I seen uh, clip of him on YouTube, but man, he was just—he made he, 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 talk about a legit comedian that was in wrestling. It, it was Bobby the Brain Heenan was like, yeah, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Even though he was a, not even a wrestler, he was a manager. Although he did some wrestling, but I mean, he was mainly a manager. He was yeah. one of my favorites of all time for sure. So anything Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, clips with him is hilarious. Um, you know, of course, Hulk Hogan. If you wanna, if you wanna, you know, see those kind of matches, he had some some decent matches. But you know, I, even as a Hulkamaniac, man, if you wanna get into like real nitty gritty stuff, that was fun to watch. Macho Man Randy Savage matches were fun, especially him against uh, like Tito Santana and him against uh, Steamboat. Those were some good matches. Um, uh, shoot, uh, you know, cage matches are fun. When King Kong Bunny was in cage matches, those were always fun. Yeah. He's such a big guy. You know, throwing people around in the ring. <laughs> yeah, it was always fun to watch. Yeah. So those are some some clips to check out. And this is has been Sage Advice for you. Thank you, Mikey. Right on. Thank you very much, Thank you Sage for teaching advice. us all what we needed to know about wrestling. Wrestling, that's right. you got to always pronounce it wrestling. right. It's wrestling. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what these other guys have to yes. say about these, the, the newer generation of wrestling. Yeah, so I hope people learn something out there. I learned wrestling. stuff good. today. Good. I, I didn't even do research because I wanted to learn. <laughs> well, that's good. I didn't do research either. So. Yeah. So disclaimer... <laughs> This isn't like real research. This is all from our perspective. This is a comedy podcast, not that you expected. Right. Well, it may not have been so funny. It might have been not might not have been too funny, but you know, it's it was, cool. Once yeah. you see the clips, you're like, that's pretty funny. They're talking about a bunch of men that wrestled each other. That are oiled up. Right? Yeah, oiled you, up men 
throwing that's each right. other on the ground. That's right. And they barely wear clothing, by the right. way. Right. And when you, so. that's what I was going to say. When you break it down like that, it's kind of almost makes me feel kind of awkward watching it and having yeah. liked it so much. I but, liked it, but, but I think it's for different reasons. Well, you know, <laughs> I'll let you deal with that and struggle yourself. Yeah. So I think once they actually see the clips, they're like, you know, that's pretty funny. They're sitting here talking for 30 minutes about grown yeah. men. And I can, I can talk for another hour and a half, to be quite honest with you. I got so many rest, I mean, wrestling memories, you know, so yeah. you have to shut me up and shut the mic off. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Um, this, you can check me out on Facebook at Sage Schaefer. See my Instagram at that Sage Schaefer. And if you want to get sneak previews of like months in advance sneak previews, you could add me on Snapchat also at that Sage Schaefer. Thank you so much, Mikey. Sweet.